0: Why don't you greet someone this morning? Give them a warm welcome and God bless you. Hallelujah. And we will not be dismissing the Kids to Kids Church today. You should already know that. Yes. Or junior high. Kids and junior high will be in here today. For those of you who are watching and worshiping with us on Facebook and YouTube, praise the Lord is back up. Was even back up last Sunday. We are glad that you're worshiping with us there. We know you're going to be ministered to by the word of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we uh, decided today, Pastor Mike, Pastor Chip, and I decided that we would... uh, uh, have a family day today in church. We did this during the pandemic a little bit where the whole family was all together, sitting far, far apart, of course. <laughs> and uh, uh, the parents liked it so much that uh, we took a poll and all the parents wanted us to continue to have the kids in here with us during worship. And so uh, so we have continued that part of it uh, Uh, since the pandemic. And so then today, because we have um, very special guests with us, uh, missionary pastors, Fred and Judy Lambert are with us today. Um, We wanted everybody to stay in here and just uh, receive for what God has uh, for us through them, for us from the Lord. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're visiting with us today for the first time, and there's a few of you that I met today, um, if you wouldn't mind just uh, getting the Connect card in your in the chair in front of you, and just let us know that you're here. You can fill that out and just drop it in the offering as it as it goes by today. We just uh, I'd just like some information about you if you wouldn't mind uh, giving that. Also, if you ever want to communicate with us, a prayer request or anything at all, always just get those Connect cards. If you if you're not able to talk to us or or call us or whatever, and we'll be sure to reach out to you that way. Um, so we have a few announcements uh, today. I Probably most of you, if not all of you, already know about Pastor Mike. If you if you don't know about him, you notice he's not in his chair, but his chair is still there for him. Uh, if, you, if you don't know about him, uh, then we just want to let you know that we did have to take him to the emergency room on Friday. He is in the hospital. He's at Mission Hospital. He's doing well. He's doing very well, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. He had a very minor stroke on Friday. It was a level one or two, the doctor said. They weren't even sure that it was a two. And, um, and normally it has to be a level six if they give you that um. Uh, uh, clot busting medication, but he they didn't want to give him that. They said it would be harmful to him because it was such a low a low level. And um, so he's doing well. He um, even when we went to the ER, we were laughing about things and making jokes in the ER. And um, yesterday morning, he was talking pretty much normally. He's doing really well. We're grateful for that. We have had such an outpouring of love, of text messages, and phone calls, and emails from around the country and around the world. You know, Pastor Mike doesn't say, he never says anything about himself. If you've been here any time at all, you know him. You know, you might call some people low-key people. He is so low-key, it doesn't even exist on the piano, Fred. If you're going to find a low key on the piano, like the lowest you can find, okay, he's even lower than that. He's a very shy and private man, and so he's very low key. But he's very well respected and known and loved around our country and around the world. We have many friends, and we've heard from so many of them, and we appreciate that so much, as well as the people in our church. You, you all have been so wonderful, just, and what's been beautiful is everybody has stood with us in faith and just declared, you know, we believe, which is what we believe for complete restoration and healing um, for Pastor Mike. And so um, if if he is not going to be here next Sunday, I will be preaching. Uh, and so, uh, but, and, but then I do want to say this, a few things. Okay, so Fred and Judy, we have supported them for how many years? 25, 23? 23 years. Uh, they are in in Austria. They're going to come up and tell you a little bit about what they're doing. Um, And we've tried to connect before and have them come to the church because we've supported them for so long. They're wonderful friends. and never has worked. And this time it worked. And you know what? Uh, What was the word I was going to use? God is not Oh, God orchestrated everything so that Fred and Judy were here right at, the, right at the time that this happened and Pastor Mike could not be here. He orchestrated it. He knew he planned it. And I believe that, that Pastor Fred and Judy are the perfect ones to be here with us today. I just know that. So God planned that. And it's not time for the offering now, but I'm going to say this now. I have never seen my husband write a check for an offering for a minister one week ahead of time. He wrote it, it was at least a week ago, sitting in the back, right, and if he has, I've never seen it, okay, sitting right back there at the back door, just sitting right on top, so I know what to do with it, and so I thought that was just so precious, you know, anyway, and um, so, uh if he's not here next week, then um, then I will be ministering, and then actually the week after that, I will let you know we have Pastor John Romick and his wife Alba going to be with us. He hasn't been with us for the for the for a few years because of. Um, because of the pandemic, but he also was planned to be here. So uh, so he will also then be ministering that week. They pastor a church. We've been down there and ministered there, and they've been here a few times. We've known their family for many years, and they're from Colombia, uh, South America. They're in uh, Bogota. So uh, we're grateful for that. So I did want to tell you this now. You do need to pray that Pastor Mike gets sleep in the hospital. This is going to be a joke coming up. I'm just warning you. So don't don't get your like worry meter on or something, okay? So they have to, which is a good thing. They have to monitor him, and so uh, so every uh, I'm, I'm almost done. And so uh, <laughs> and so every five minutes, uh, five minutes, every one, every hour, they're monitoring you with. They're asking you questions and seeing how you're doing, doing different things. And one thing that they need to do, it, which is a good thing, they look into your eye. To make sure you know there's nothing bleeding in your brain there's nothing going on and so um and so yesterday we were joking with his nurse wonderful man at mission we were joking with him and i said you know every time he tries to fall asleep and it was kind of the same with me there's something buzzing there's something beeping or if not that then it's the one hour mark you know can you imagine you're fast asleep and you're thinking or you're dreaming, I'm finally asleep. This is so wonderful. I wonder how long I have before they wake me up again. And you're, you're unaware. And the next thing you know, because I was there when this happened, fast asleep. Mr. Webb, I need to check you. And that fast, they open your eye like this. And they stick this light into your, it's a bright light shining in your eye. Now they need to do it and we understand it. But can you imagine how would you so I was just laughing about it. we all got to laughing. The Bible says a merry heart is good like a medicine. So we need a laugh and we need, we are not downcast, we are not discouraged. The Lord is on our side. The Lord is our strength, He hears our prayer. so we can we can have we can have humor in things and we can have a merry heart. And we were laughing and we were like, How would you just imagine when you go to sleep tonight or when you wake up in the morning, if the first thing you were greeted at was a bright light shining in your eye. When you think about that, you pray for Pastor Mike. Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay. A few announcements. Beginning this Wednesday, we will be starting small group Wednesdays, and uh, it will be here at the church from seven o'clock until eight o'clock. Um, Pastor uh, Chip and I will be tag uh, teaming this. He will be doing the first week this Wednesday. We're basing it on the book, um, Brother Higgins' book, "Love the Way to Victory." If you want to get a copy of that in the bookstore, uh, bookstore to supplement uh, the teaching, we encourage you to do that. Um, there, is, um, there are classes for children, and um, so you can bring your kids along with you for that. There will not be a ladies' Bible study this Thursday night. We didn't realize, I didn't realize it was in the same week as small groups. So that is canceled for this Tuesday night Praise the Lord. Um, and that is it. So we're going to have, uh, I'm going to ask Fred and Judy to come and just share a little bit about their ministry in Austria. Um, they're they're doing some wonderful things there. God has really worked through them and their ministry uh, mightily. And so just take your time and then um, uh, I'll give you this.
1: Thank you, Beth. We love you.
2: Good morning and God bless you. It is such an honor for us to be here with you today. We've known this church for many years now. You've been such a blessing to us, and we're so thankful that we can finally come and visit you. Judy's going to say a few words to you, and I'm going to go back to the piano. Good morning.
1: That was a little weak. Let's do it again. Good morning. Oh, there you are. (laughs) It's wonderful to be here in Foothill Family Church with pastors Mike and Beth. I just want to emphasize that word family. You know, it's at times like this that family come together. We pray for one another. We believe God. We fight the good fight of faith for one another. And family is very important. So thank you for being part of this family. We've always felt part of this family, we've felt prayed for, we've been financially supported through the years by this church, and we just feel it's such an honor to be here this morning. And so we want to say a great big thank you to all of you and to Pastor Mike and Beth. Thank you so much for all that you've done through the years. When we talk about this church, we talk about how you have helped us to stay where we are. We got there, and then we didn't know what to do. (laughs) And uh, this church came alongside us and has supported us through the years. And so you've helped us to stay there. And through these many years, um, there's quite a ministry that has developed with God's blessings on it. We have, um, I just want to say, I want to give God all the glory this morning for all that's been done. Without His grace, without His help, we wouldn't be able to do anything. And I love that song we sang this morning that he paid our debt, amen, he paid our debt and brought this life, our lives back to life again, and so all that we can do is say, yes, Lord, where do you want us to be, <laughs> and I never thought it would be um, Austria speaking German, this this Kentucky girl God sent to Austria to speak German, can you imagine, <laughs> and Fred is originally from New, New Jersey, so German for us was a little bit difficult, but we've mastered it now. And ich möchte nur sagen, hello, and grüß euch from Österreich. Wir sind froh, dass <laughs> wir da sein können, and we believe that God does great in our midst. Amen. Raise your hand. So I have to I said, whoops. <laughs> So I said, "We're glad to be here, and we just thank God for you and each and every one of you that God is working in your lives, and we uh, bless the Lord together today." Amen. Good. That was a little German for you. Uh, we brought some books through the years. We've um, we went there and we went to help actually, and then the pastor that was helping that was uh, that that we were helping moved back to the States, so in 90, we went in 94, and in 97, we became the senior pastors. And since then, we've been, um, we started a Bible school as soon as we got there. Uh, the Bible school has grown now to six campuses. Uh, we have started 21 churches. I think it's 21 now. And um, we just had an intake of new students uh, in the Bible school, and we have... 55 new students. That puts us over 240 students in the country. And I know that doesn't sound like a big number for America because America is very large. If you ever look at, Kentucky, at Austria, it's the shape of Kentucky, which I think is the humor of God. Um, and so it's a very small country. So when we first went there, we thought maybe a year, maybe two, because it's a small country. <laughs> it has 8 million people, and we're still there. And uh, the Lord said to Fred one time, uh, right after John Osteen passed away, he said, Lord, he was such a great man of God, and I'm going to miss him. And he did such a great work with missions all around the world. And the Lord spoke to my husband and said, he didn't do it overnight. And are you willing to spend 50 years of your life in Austria building the kingdom? So I thought about that when he told me. I was 35 at the time, so I guess I'll be in Austria until I'm 85. Right. But we first thought it would be a year or two. So the Lord has other plans, and he has good plans for each and every one of us. We wouldn't have it any other way to be where we are because we see what God is doing. It's a slow work, but it's happening. And now, after so many years, we've been there 29 years, we see that there is fruit happening all over that country. And we're so thankful for all that God is doing. Fred has been pastoring for many years. I've come alongside him and, of course, helped in the Bible school and in in the church. Uh, But now he's taken some time and he's written some books of some uh, subjects that the Lord has given him. The first one was called Priority Number One in Prayer. This is a book that I think he's going to tell you a little bit about. That was the first one. And the second one just came out. It's called You and Your Whole House. And this is about household salvation because God is not only interested in you, he's interested in your family. When he saved Noah, he saved the whole family. Isn't that right? And so God wants to save our families. These books are out there. You can take advantage of that. We're so thankful that we can share what God has given us and be good stewards of what he has given us. He's given you some good things too, right? Amen. Amen. So we want to be good stewards of that. Shall I do the PowerPoint afterwards? You want to sing. Um, I'll do the PowerPoint to... first and then you can sing.
2: Right, if you do it really quick. Yes.
1: So if we have some pictures we brought with us, I can't see them to tell you what they are. I'll just come out here. Okay. Is that okay if I come out here? All right. Here we go. Our our vision is to fill Austria with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Uh, The Bible says that the earth is already filled with the knowledge, with the glory of the Lord. But the knowledge of the glory is why we exist. We want people to know about him. Amen. Okay, we're just going to run through it real quick. We are graduates of 90 and 91. We went to Austria in 94. We started pastoring in 97. And we've been Austria director since 2000. Although we started the school in 94, it was integrated in Rhema uh, in 2000 as an international campus. This is where we are. This is our base. This is the city that we live in. It's Wells, Austria. It's between Salzburg and Vienna. So just to help you... Find it when you look at the map. That's the city square. You can go real quick. Yeah, this is our church. It's called Freie Christen Gemeinde. Say that with me. Freie Christen Gemeinde.
2: Freie Christen Gemeinde. (laughs) Hey, good
1: job. It is actually translated Free Christian Church. It's one of the largest Pentecostal churches that we we have in Austria. This is our Wells um, campus. We have one in two years. It's called Basic and Advanced. This is the advanced class. And uh, the capital city is in Vienna. We have a campus there. They have about two million people. This is that this is that campus. We just moved the location, so we've got a bigger room now, praise the Lord, because that was a children's room actually. This is Salzburg, the very... Uh, uh, Famous city of Salzburg. You can go there and go on a coach and go up to the fortress. It's a wonderful city. <laughs> but we just started that right after the pandemic with that many students. We were so excited that people are hungry for the Lord. This one is in Klagenfurt. It's in um, S- southern Austria. And we started a campus there in 2012 and have many graduates from there already. This is Brownau, And that's a city where... Um, uh, Hitler lived, and so we're coming in there with the gospel. Hallelujah. And this one is in Kapfenberg, and, uh, so that's just one of, another one of our campuses. And that is where all the churches are that we've started. And as you can see, we've also gone over into Germany. Years ago, we had some people who came from Germany. They drove two hours to come to our school, back and forth, three days a week. And they were so committed. And then when they graduated, they worked with us for a while. And we sent them into Germany, back to their hometown. We started a little house group. And it grew into a church, a Bible school. And then they've planted churches. So we're grandparents in the spiritual, too. (laughs) And then we've uh, gone on missions trips. We've uh, gone and taken goods to many different places, Romania and Ukraine and different places like that. So we're not just staying in, in Austria, but we're going out. And here we have a, a, it's called Weihnachtsfreude. It's a Christmas in a shoe box. We take things to Romania, Ukraine, and Moldavia every year. And uh, last year we sent 49,000 shoeboxes of things to those kids. And there's nothing like seeing their faces when they open those, those uh, boxes. We have children's camps. We have youth camps every year. People come from all over austria and attend those we have also what we call uh, fall festival this is our son he has a uh, he leads the youth in our church and he has a a, uh, an event called worship revolution that reaches the youth from all around austria they come and uh, this is one of the things that we did in the city stadium and there was over 900 kids there we were so excited And uh, we believe that God is interested in the youth and the children of our generation. They are our future. And so we want to reach them. And we just believe God for a great outpouring right now in Jesus' name. (laughs) God's doing great things. We have national conferences, missions conference, faith conference, and women's conferences that we do every year. Those are always well attended from people all around Austria. Then uh, when when the, the pandemic hit, two days before that all, everything was shut down, we received equipment uh, that we had ordered because we had planned to go online. And so we had our missions conference online for the very first time. And I think we raised over $25,000 or euros for uh, the missions, for over 20 mission organizations. And then we stayed online. We have, uh, our services are in German online, and there's not a lot of content in the German language. So we're reaching people through online meetings. We have prayer meetings. We have um, the services are online. We have children and youth, uh, things that are online. And those are all the things that we're involved with, just many different things that we've been able to do over the years. So thank you very much for your support. We just give all the glory to the Lord. Amen? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Thank you so much.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Judy. She did a wonderful job of that. No wonder you asked her to do that. <laughs> Amen. So grateful for all God is doing around the world. Amen. We're going to give you an opportunity to give this morning before Fred comes to minister. And um, if you would like to give toward the, their mission uh, uh, project and their work, um, we want to give them. We just want to bless them today. We want to. Um, just be generous givers toward them. They are they are good folk, and uh, they're really doing a wonderful job in Austria. So either with your check or if you're going to give um, electronically, just please indicate on their missions, and then we will know uh, to give that particular amount of money toward them. And then... Um, uh, for the church, uh, just as you, normally, you can just write in your tither offering. There's envelopes by you, or you can give electronically. They're not putting that electronic thing up today. What, is, there some, is there a problem with that, the electronic side? Oh, it's not showing up on the back screen. That's my cheat sheet back there. Mm-hmm. It's fine. As long as it's there, I'm good. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to pray, and um, as we pray over this offering, we're going to agree with Pastor Mike. And then I also want us to agree today for Lindsay Choate. We've been praying for her, and praise the Lord. She, she is progressing, and uh, it's a slow progress. And so it, uh, we usually don't like slow progress too much, but it is progress, hallelujah, and we know the end result. And so we're just going to agree with the family for her again today. And we're just going to also, Russell, who we prayed for a few weeks ago, he's not in our church. Um, Angela Caps is with her sister. This is her nephew. She's with them this weekend. We're believing God for a miracle for that young man. So, Lord, we're just so grateful. We come together with united hearts in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you are faithful. We're so grateful that your word says that if we abide in you and your words abide in us, we can ask whatever we will when it's done for us. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for complete restoration and recovery for Pastor Mike. Hallelujah. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for wisdom for the doctors, for Lindsay Choate. And that supernaturally, Lord, you speed up that recovery process today in Jesus' name. We speak life to her brain. We speak life to her body. And we thank you, Lord, that the good work that you've begun in her, you perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. The good work that you've begun in her body. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we thank you for a miracle for Russell. Oh Lord, we come today and we bring our tithes, we bring our offerings, and we sow seed to this ministry in Austria. We thank you that you multiply, Lord, what we give, that you bless it, you provide for every person in our church in abundance. And we thank you, Father, for your faithfulness and your goodness to take care of us, to strengthen us. We rejoice in you, Lord, for you are good. Your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' precious name, amen.
2: Just thank you, Holy Spirit, for living in me, giving me strength, and being my help every day.
3: Thank you, Holy Spirit.
2: this time together we thank you for all that you've already done through the praise and worship through the prayers we thank you so much for all that you're doing in our midst today we are so grateful we're so honored that you come every time when we call upon you every time we reach out to you you reach back to us you hear our voices when we pray and you're always there for us Lord, we ask you right now, come and speak to us your holy written word. By the power of your spirit, let revelation, knowledge flow in this place. Lord, we believe you for breakthroughs. We believe you for transformation. We believe you that we'll never be the same again because of what you do in this place. We give you thanks and praise for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. you like, Ju- like Judy already said, we are so honored to be here, and uh, we're so thankful for uh, Pastor Mike and for Pastor Beth and for Foothill Family Church and for all that you've done for us over the years. We're so, so thankful. And... Um, I want to share with you something that I received from the Lord, and I believe it'll be a help to you. I believe that if you take it to heart and let the Lord speak to you through it, it'll transform your life, your family. I believe it could transform churches. I really believe this message, and I know this sounds very big, but I'm not just talking big. I believe this message has the power to even transform this state. And I believe if God can transform this state... He can transform the country. And if he can transform this country, he can do it all over the world. Isn't that right? And that's why we're here. We are here to be salt to this earth and light to this world. Amen. So if you have your Bible and you still, you know, open your Bible when the preacher preaches, then turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. In Ephesians six and verse eighteen, we read, "Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints." Now, I've heard this verse and read this verse hundreds of times since I've been born again. I've heard preachers preach about this uh, this uh, particular verse. I preached on it myself many, many times. But then a number of years ago, we began an early morning prayer time in our church, and we did it every day. I said, we're going to have prayer every day. Well, Monday through Friday, we did. And, uh, and then I made this statement, and I'm going to be there every time. After the service, I thought to myself, what did I say? I said, I'm going to be there every day. Now, I'm not really the morning person. I was a musician, You know, when I got saved, I was in that crazy lifestyle. And so for me, you know, early was like 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. That's already early. And and we set our early morning prayer for 7 o'clock. And so I had to get up at 6 and I had to get ready. I know most people are already working at that time. It was early for me. And I thought to myself, why did I say that? Why didn't I just say, you know, our assistants will be there and Judy will be there and others will be there? I said I will be there every day. And then I was stuck. I had to be there. You know, you should keep the things that you say, right? Our word is important. And so I'll never forget the first day the alarm rang, and I was like, oh, my, why did I say that? I got up, and I got ready, and I drove to church, and uh, there were a few people there, and I opened my Bible, read a prayer scripture, and then we prayed for about an hour. And uh, the next day, the same thing happened. The alarm went off, and I got up, and I, you know, said to myself, why did you say you'll be there every day? Drove to church, opened my Bible, read a scripture, and prayed. And every day it was good. I mean, every time we pray, every time we come to God, it's good. Isn't that right? I mean, if you know how to pray, it's always good. You know, when people think that prayer is boring, there's a reason why. It's because they don't know how to pray. Amen. When you know how to pray, the presence of God comes, joy is there, revelation comes, all kind of things happen, it's good. And so it was good, but it was not like a you know supernatural breakthrough of any kind it was just good prayer is always good third day fourth day the first week second week it was like that every day i said to myself why did you say you would get up every day and be there and i and i would get ready and i'd go to church open my bible read a prayer scripture and then we would pray and it was always good and then after about 2 months i think it was about 2 months the same thing the alarm went off and i'm still thinking I should have said, Robert will be there, Judy will be there, and I'll be there sometimes. But I got up, I took a shower, made myself pretty, well, as pretty as I could make myself, went to church, opened my Bible, and read this scripture, and it changed my life. There was a breakthrough into revelation for me on that day that I had never experienced like this before. I saw some things on that day that I had never seen before. And don't forget this, One word from God can change your life forever. Now, we've heard that many times, but how much is it worth to reach out to seek one of those words that can change your life, change your family, change your business, change your school, or whatever? And so I was reading this scripture, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And all of a sudden, these last words in that verse just kind of jumped off the page. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Jumped off the page and grabbed my attention, for all the saints. And in that moment, I saw that God has placed a special priority when it comes to praying. There are many things that we can pray for, and there are many things that we should pray for. But there's one thing in particular that God has placed at the top of our priority list when it comes to prayer, and that's praying for all saints. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, we read another one of these famous prayer scriptures. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Now, we know how to pray, but we don't always know what to pray for. Isn't that right? We don't always know what to pray for. We know people and we know them to a certain degree, but the Holy Spirit, He knows everything. He can pray through us in tongues. He can pray through us sometimes just with groanings. He can pray through us with revelation, and we'll be praying the perfect will of God. And I heard the scripture many, many times used for making intercession because the word intercession is in this verse making intercession for the lost, making intercession for our country, and so on and so forth. And it is so important that we intercede for the lost and that we intercede for our nation. That's true. But that's not what Paul's talking about here. He says that he will make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And when I saw that, I recognized God has placed a special priority in the New Testament on prayer for the saints, Now, who are these saints? (laughs) They're not the saints that have been named by a certain church or canonized by a certain church. This is talking about you and me. Now, maybe no one has ever accused you of being a saint, but you are one. You know, when you received Jesus into your life, he made you brand new. You became a new creation. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. And when God talks about us, he refers to us as saints. Amen. Here we have Saint Beth. St. Judy, St. Chip, and I'm so proud and so happy to be amongst so many wonderful saints of God today. So thankful for that. We're supposed to pray for the saints here, and this is something that Paul did all the time. We hear a lot about prayer for the lost, prayer for the nations. We hear a lot about praying for, for Israel or other needs and this sort of thing, but praying for the body of Christ is priority number one for us as Christians. Now, Paul said that we should pray for the saints. Did he do this himself? I'm gonna read certain scriptures real quick. So if you got your Bible, you gotta turn real quick, or your device, you gotta tap real quick. Romans 1 and verse 9, Paul is saying, God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I can make mention of you in my prayers. Without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. And then in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 4, this is Paul's prayer life. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given to you by Christ Jesus. And then in Ephesians chapter 1, we know this scripture. We, we've learned it, and we can quote it, and we can pray it. But in uh, the very first verses, in a chapter, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, Paul says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. He does not cease. He's not stopping. He's praying always. And then in Philippians 1, verses 3 and 4, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy. Now, I like this scripture because it helped me. I used to be let's say, a little bit over-spiritual in some areas. And you know, over, over-spiritual or hyper-spiritual is really not spiritual, it's just weird. But I was a little bit, you know, weird in this way that if I was going down the street and I saw someone and this person reminded me of someone I knew, I would just think, oh, well, that's a coincidence. That's not a leading of the Lord, so I don't necessarily have to pray for that person. And then I saw that Paul says, every time I remember you, I pray for you. And I thought to myself, what a wonderful opportunity to pray for someone. For example, there was a guy in our church, he was always driving a very bright red car and I would be going somewhere and I see someone else driving a bright red car and I would always think on this guy, what a perfect opportunity to pray for him. Or you know, there's a guy in our church with a really big nose and I'm walking down the street and I see somebody else with a really big nose and You know, before I would say, what a coincidence, and now I say, what a perfect opportunity to pray. Amen, there are so many opportunities, and never forget this, prayer changes things, and people need our prayers. God answers our prayers. Prayer releases strength and power to people, amen. Colossians 1 and verse 3, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Or in verse 9, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, Do not cease to pray for you. And there's many others. I could read them all. You know, in Paul's letters, at the beginning of all of his letters, he begins with certain statements like that, grace and peace to you. And then he talks about how he prayed for the churches. You can read them. And he says these things. I always pray for you. I do not cease to pray for you. Every time I think of you, I pray for you. And I'm giving thanks for you. You know, I believe that if we would do that, that would end 95% of all problems in all churches. If we would just start to thank God for one another and thank God for all of the family of God and thank God for all the churches, I believe that would end 95% of the problems in most churches. Amen. Just give them thanks. You know, it's real easy to criticize and it's real easy to find fault. But I'm telling you, God loves it when we lift our voice and begin to thank God for one another. Amen. He loves each and every one of us. And when he hears us starting to thank God for one another, that blesses his heart. Amen. And he he prayed for Timothy. You can read about this. He prayed for Timothy night and day. So my question is, did Paul exaggerate? Of course not. This is inspired of the Holy Spirit. Without ceasing, always, all the time, every time I think of you, night and day. It sounds like Paul did a lot of praying for the body of Christ. And that is an example for us. He did say, follow me as I follow Jesus Christ. And there's only two scriptures in the entire New Testament that say anything about praying for the lost. Should we pray for the lost? Yes. That, that, that latest book that I wrote is about praying for the lost. But there's only two scriptures about praying for the lost in the entire New Testament. And only one of them tells us that we should do it. Like in Romans 10 and verse 1, Paul says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Paul's telling us that he prays for Israel, but he didn't tell us to do it. Should we pray for Israel? I think we should. I think if Israel should have any friends on this planet, it should be us. Amen? Amen. I mean, and you know, they, they kept the word of God pure. Jesus Christ is the, is the lion of the tribe of Judah and, uh, you know, came through the Jewish nation. We're very thankful for Israel. And, and Paul mentioned that he prayed for them. When we pray for them, I believe we should pray like he said. He said, I pray that they might be saved. I, I know a lot of people have prayer groups, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes here, but there are a lot of people praying for the peace of Jerusalem and there won't be any peace in Jerusalem until the Prince of Peace comes back. Until then, it has already been determined that there will be wars until he returns. This is what Daniel said. This is a word from the Lord that Daniel got. So let's maybe just pray the way Paul prayed for them. Let's pray that they'll be saved. Now, he didn't say we have to, but I think we should. The only scripture that tells us to pray for the lost is in 1 Timothy chapter 2. And really, it doesn't specifically say that either. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore I exert, exhort, exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Say that, for all men. For all men and, of course, all women. And then verse 2, for kings and all that are in authority. Paul starts off by mentioning the various kinds of prayers again. He always uh, includes thanksgiving in those prayers. And uh, and then he says we should pray for all men. So, of course, that's going to include those who are lost, those who don't know Jesus, but it's not exclusive, exclusively for them because Christians are also people. Isn't that right? I, I know that, that some people don't realize that. There are some people that think that Christians are aliens uh, you know, from a different planet, but that's not true. You are a human being. You're a person. We should pray for us as well when we're praying for all men. And he says then we should pray for kings and for all that are in authority, now, I've heard this verse teached, and I taught. Uh, my, ger- my English is so bad right now. I, I haven't preached much in English at all in the last 29 years. But anyway, uh, ha- have patience with me, you know, and, 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 uh, and maybe pray for me that my, my, my English will be understandable. When I first started preaching in German, I noticed the people really paid a lot more attention. They realized they were going to need the Holy Spirit's help to understand what I was saying. And I, I have a feeling you're going to need it today, too. anyway. Uh, <laughs> So um, praying for for kings and all that are in authority, and I've heard some people say, and and I'm not opposed to what they're saying, that uh, Paul says, first of all, we should pray for kings and all that are in authority. Well, that's really not what he said. He said, first of all, prayers, supplications, and so on and so forth, for all men. And, And then he lists kings and authorities as, you know, an example of what we can pray for when we're praying for all men, and of course, that's important. Should we pray for the government? Yes, they need it. These people are really, really at a loss for answers. These people really need the help of God. And and I don't know about you, but I think the vast majority of them need Jesus Christ. They need to get born again. You know, sometimes when we're praying for the government, we want to pray this guy in and that guy out and so on and so forth. I think we should do more praying for their salvation. I mean, they need Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? Right? They need his salvation. And I know there's good ones and there's bad ones and all of that, and I don't want to get into all that. But when we pray for the government, let's not forget to pray for their salvation, that they'll have an encounter with Jesus Christ. You know, I was an atheist drug addict. I did not believe in God. I argued with Christians. I gave them a hard time all the time. I did. And then Jesus touched my heart and I was changed. You can think of the worst person on earth, and that was probably me back then, but you can think of the worst person on earth, an encounter with Jesus Christ will change them. Amen. Well, yeah, we should pray for the government, but why? He says, pray for kings and all that are in authority, and then it goes further here, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior Who desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? Now, look at this. We pray for the government for us. We're not praying for the government really just for politics. We're praying for the government for us, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all reverence and godliness. Now, why? Because Paul tells us why. It pleases God. God is happy when you're doing well. He's happy when you are blessed. These two words, a quiet and peaceable life, it's talking about quietness on the inside. It's talking about spiritual peace, amen, that we have peace on the inside of us that passes understanding. And this other word that's used here in, uh, all, uh, where it says uh, in, in all uh, quietness and peacefulness, That's talking about peacefulness in the outward life, that, that we're doing well, that we're blessed, that we have the things that we need. That pleases our Father. We pray for the government because God wants us to be blessed. That's why. And then the second thing is he wants all people to get saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Well, how are they going to get saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? Not by the government. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty clear, isn't it? (laughs) They're not going to come to the knowledge of the truth by the government or by the media or by you know, uh, the academic institutions of our nation, they're going to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ through us, through you and me. And this is why we pray for the government. We pray for the government that we will have the optimal conditions that we need to reach the lost in this nation. Now, that might look different than you think. It might look different than I think. But if we're praying and believing God, he will answer that prayer, amen? Hallelujah. So we pray for the government for us. We don't pray for the government to work our politics and so on and so forth. We pray for the government so that we will be blessed because that pleases our Father in heaven. We pray for the government so that we'll be blessed and be able to reach out all over in our communities. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to save the world through Jesus, and he's given us to the world as salt for the earth and light for this world. Amen. And this is why priority number one in prayer is praying for the body of Christ, to pray that the body will be blessed, strengthened, that they'll have the resources that they need, that their families will be, you know, well taken care of, that they're not worried and beaten down and sick and broken like everyone else in this world. There are so many of our brothers and sisters that are suffering right now, and they need our prayers. God wants to use them to reach the people in their circle of influence, and they need our prayers. You know, Paul prayed for the church, and I could talk forever about this subject, but Paul prayed for the church that they would be strengthened with might by his spirit in their inward man. Isn't that right? You know, I believe when we pray that, power comes into people. Power comes, and it changes them. I like to think of people and just, you know, imagine their face, and I pray for them, and I just think, God, what are you doing right now? I know you're filling them with power. Change comes. Have you ever experienced that yourself? I have. I've been sometimes like at the end of my rope. I mean, I was on the edge of the edge of the edge. Anybody else ever been there? That's the way I was. And all of a sudden, not that I did anything, but all of a sudden, power came upon me. Strength came upon me. I was able to stand up and know, I'm going to make it. It's going to be all right. God will help me. All of a sudden, what happened? Somebody prayed for me. Somebody lifted up their voice. Maybe they knew that they were praying for me, or maybe they were praying in tongues. Maybe it was just a leading. Someone needs prayer. Pray for them. Never pass up those opportunities. That could make the difference in the life of someone. Amen. Amen. People will not be saved. The lost will not be saved by our prayers. Now, prayer can open the door and make a way, soften hearts and all that stuff. I do believe that. But for a person to be saved, they have to hear the gospel, they have to believe it, and they have to receive Jesus. So we could pray for them all day long here, and it's not going to change the world. The only way they're going to be changed is when we stand up in the power of the Holy Spirit and be witnesses to this lost and dying generation. Come on, somebody. Can somebody help me out there? Amen. 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 In German, we say amen. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Priority number one, praying for the body of Christ. Oh, Think about it. If all of the Catholics, all the Lutherans, all the Episcopalians, all of the Methodists, all of the Baptists, all of the others, <laughs> and the Pentecostals and the charismatics and, and the extreme ones and the, and the God's chosen for us. Just think about it for one moment, that they're all filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, living for Jesus, shining for Jesus. Their marriages, their examples to the world in a world that doesn't know what to do. Think about it. Hallelujah. I don't think we would need a whole long time to get this world saved. You know, there's two, 2 billion people on the planet who profess to be Christians. I think sometimes when we look at the world, you wouldn't really know that. And I know that some of them are just people that have a baptismal certificate, but I'm telling you, we should just thank God for anybody who can identify with Christ and pray for them and, and, and just spend some time on our knees before God that he will help them. In Galatians 6 and verse 10, this is a scripture we all know. Paul says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good to all men. Say that one time, all men. Say it again, please. All men. Let us do good to all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Please note the priority that Paul is making here. We should help everybody that we can help. But we should make sure, we should especially be sure that we are helping our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, In the Good News Bible, it says, especially to those who belong to our family in the faith. They are our family in the faith, and they need our prayers. Too many of our family members are suffering right now. We are a family. Prayer helps, prayer changes things. Amen. Amen. God could use your prayer to turn a situation around. I could tell you so many times where I've experienced that personally myself. A guy wanted to commit suicide, and I did not have any idea that he wanted to commit suicide. But the Lord put him on my heart, and I knelt down in prayer. I prayed in tongues. I didn't know how else to pray for him. And I just, you know, prayed in tongues. And later that evening, I called him on the phone, and he said, you know, I was ready to kill myself today. I was ready to give up. And he said, all of a sudden, I just felt like God was touching me and God was helping me and God was strengthening me. I knew in that moment how powerful prayer is. Prayer is a mighty, mighty weapon that God has given us. One German translation says it like this, Do good to all men, but especially to those who are joined together with us in faith. We're joined together with one another. Paul said that everyone... Who, uh, everyone who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17. Everyone who is joined to the Lord is one spirit, one spirit with him. So if you're joined to the Lord and I'm joined to the Lord, then we are both joined together. Isn't that right? You know, Jesus said to his disciples, in, in that day you will know that I am in you and you are in me and I am in the Father. So let's see. I'm in Jesus. Jesus is is me and Jesus is in the Father. So that means I'm in the Father. But you're in Jesus, and Jesus is in you, and I'm in Jesus, so I'm in Jesus in you. We are joined together with one another. Paul said, if one member suffers, we all suffer. And I think sometimes we don't recognize it. We don't recognize how much we're all suffering. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get up, people ask me how I'm doing, and I always speak the word. How are you doing, Fred? I say, I'm full of joy, and I got the victory. (laughs) You know, I've added now, and I'm fighting the fight of faith like everyone else. But, you know, people ask me, how are you doing? And I tell them, I say, well, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I answer with the word. I am blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. But I'm telling you, I know that I'm not doing as well as I could be doing because there are so many of my brothers and sisters that are suffering right now. And if one member suffers, we also suffer. And if many are suffering, then we're suffering exponentially. God wants to do more through us. He wants to reach the world through us. But there is such a massive amount of suffering, and we need to pray for one another. Our prayers alleviate suffering. Amen. They bring healing. Hallelujah. God says, pray for one another that you may be healed. That shows us he wants them to be healed. Amen. Oh, glory, hallelujah, amen. We are the hope of this nation, my friends. Amen, we are the hope of this nation. Even those that we don't necessarily agree with, even those who say, well, I don't believe in speaking in other tongues. Well, they don't have to if they don't want to. I'm sure glad I got hooked up with this part of the body of Christ because it is a major help. I'm like Paul when he said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than all of you. Now, they they can have a different opinion on it if they want, but we need them. We need them in their place. We need them strong in the Lord. We need them preaching the gospel. We need them, you know, doing what they can with their gifts in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. If the body of Christ is blessed, now listen to this. If the body of Christ is really blessed, the world will automatically be blessed. The world will automatically be blessed. And I know we don't like to use the word automatic about anything, but I know if I was to ask this group of people here today, how many of you would like to be doing more for the world? Every single hand would go up. And you know what? When we really begin to walk in this place of blessing that God has for us, this empowered body of Christ, where we're seeing signs and wonders happening all the time, where there's abundance of resources. In the early church, you know what it says? Not a single one of them had any lack Amen. This is God's picture of the church, a church with no lack, a church where signs and wonders are being done, where great grace is upon every single one. And I'm telling you, when that happens, the world is going to automatically be blessed because we want to bless them. We want to help them. But we need everybody in their place strengthened. Amen. Now, I was really, really, really blessed when I saw that Jesus prayed this way too. In John chapter 17... And verse 9, we know that Jesus, in John chapter 17, he prayed for his disciples. Isn't that right? And he prayed for those who would come to faith through their witness. John 17, verse 9, he says this in prayer. Father, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Wait a minute. Jesus doesn't pray for the world? I mean, I thought he loves the world the whole wide world, right? Now, I don't know if he ever prayed for the world. You really don't find it in any of his prayers. But here he said he didn't. And why is it that he didn't pray for the world? Again, they're not going to be saved by our prayers. That can pave the way. It can soften hearts. It can open doors. But... For them to be saved, they have to hear the gospel. Jesus spent this time praying for his disciples, for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. He prayed for them because he knew that he was going to die the next day on the cross, that he was going to be leaving this world, and he was turning all of this ministry over to those 12 men, or 11, that were still there. He was turning it over to them and the the few believers that were still there when he died on the cross. They're going to need your help. They're going to need your power. They're going to need to be sanctified. And and he showed us how we can also pray for one another. There's a lot of good stuff in that prayer. Jesus saw the multitudes. Many times, multitudes came to Jesus. And we know one time, he was especially moved with compassion as he saw them. They were like sheep having no shepherd. They were scattered. What did he do? Did he pray for them? Did he say, Father, look how... How, how bad they're doing. They're, they're all beaten down and they're all confused and they're, they're running the wrong direction. And Father, I just pray, did he pray for them? No, he didn't. He didn't pray for them. But in Matthew chapter 9, 36, when he saw the multitudes and he was moved with compassion because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd, in verse 37, he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. He did not pray for the harvest. He did not pray for the lost. He prayed for the harvesters. He said it's time for them to stand up. It's time for them to be sent out. Now, I've, I've heard some people say that what Jesus actually prayed here is pray the Father that he'll give them a kick in the backside. Thrust them out into the harvest. Amen. And I tell you, every once in a while, I probably need a little kick in the backside. I don't know if there's anyone else here, but this is a prayer not for the lost. It's a prayer for the body. It's a prayer for those who believe to get out and to use what God has given them to reach the lost. Say amen. Amen. You still doing okay? I got one more scripture. Maybe two. We'll see. And then I'll finish up. In in Acts chapter 4, we know the the situation. Uh, In in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John were on the way to the temple they saw a man who was lame from birth. They said, silver and gold I do not have. I am married. No, that's not what they said. They said, was <laughs> a bad joke. I wanted to make sure you were still awake. I'm sorry. Judy says, I need new jokes. So they said, silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, arise and be healed. And, and he stood up and he leapt and he was instantly healed. Praise God. I love those kind of stories. And, and people came together, and, and Peter used that opportunity to preach the gospel. You know, this is what signs and wonders are all about, amen. It's not just because they're cool. They are cool, and they are fun, but they're not just there to talk about, hey, that was so cool in church. They are there to bring the attention of the world to the power of our almighty God, amen. And so um, anyway, so people came together. Peter preached the gospel, and, and 5,000 people got saved, and a lot of people were rejoicing, but some people weren't rejoicing. Now, now the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, the the Jewish unbelievers, they were not rejoicing. They took Peter and John, and they they questioned them and and so on and so forth. And then they threatened them, and they said, do not preach any more in this name. So Peter and John left that place, and they went to their own company. Your own company is not just any company. Your own company is the place that God has placed you. This is the place where you get the spiritual nutrition that you need for your life. This is the place where your gifts and abilities are going to bring the most fruit for the kingdom of God. And when we stand before Jesus, we want to stand there having produced as much fruit as we possibly can. Amen? Praise the Lord. You know, in in, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 18, it says, God has set all the members in the bodies that pleased him. He didn't even ask us about it. (laughs) He never said, Fred, where do you want to go to church? Do you like, you know, the... The pop music that they played? Or do you prefer a church organ? What do you like? He never asked me. He just told me. And when I said Jesus is Lord, I gave him the right to tell me. Say amen. You know, there's a German translation of this scripture, and I love it. It says that God has destined every member of the body at the place that he predetermined for it. And and what I like about that is it talks about destiny. He destined us to a certain place, and that, that place that he destined for us is the place where we're going to fulfill our destiny in Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's another story. He came. They came to their own company. Say, my own company. Say, my own company. Say, my own company. Oh, thank God for your own company. I, I like to get around people that are not ashamed to pray in tongues. Now, I, I can pray with Baptists. They don't believe in speaking in tongues, and I, I can pray nice prayers too. But I'm so happy when I can come together with believers and we can just pray in tongues. We don't have to worry about if somebody's gonna get offended, look at us funny, and think we're crazy. I, I like coming to a place where we can confess the word, speak the word, give God praise the way we like to do it. Amen. Your own company. So they went to their own company. And in verse uh, Acts four thirty nine, they said, And now, Lord, look at on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. This verse here, he said, Make us bold by stretching out your hand. You know, when God starts stretching out his hand, you're going to be bold. Pray it. Pray it. Hey, Lord, make us bold by stretching out your hand. If I just have to stretch out my hand, I'm not going to be that bold. When God starts stretching out his hand, I can be bold. Say amen. Okay. But please, please know, they were threatened. And they said, Lord, look at their threats. Now, we're not being threatened like they were. Not quite. Not quite. But there are threats. Have you noticed it? You can or you can't come together. You can or you can't say this or that. You got to be very careful about what you say. Uh, This this is, we're we're not being, they were told, do not preach in the name of Jesus. We're not quite there yet, but we are being threatened and we sense those threats. Do you sense those threats too? Sometimes we feel threatened when we go out there. What should we do? Well, pray for the government and bind that devil. (laughs) Well, you know, you can do that too if you want, but that's not what they did here. You can come against the religious spirits that are trying to hold back your message. Well, that, that, okay, if you want to do that, but that's not what they did here. What did they do here? They prayed for one another. Lord, see their threats and grant us, your servants. We need boldness. Let's admit it. We need boldness. They just told us we shouldn't be doing this. We need boldness. Stretch out your hand. Let signs and wonders be done by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then when when we read uh, the rest of what happened here, it says, and the place where they were assembled was shaken as if God was, you know, just shouting out of heaven, I like that kind of prayer. I like that kind of prayer. And they were all filled with the Spirit. Say that. They were all filled. Say it again. They were all filled. Say it one more time. They were all filled. How many were filled? They were all filled. Not just the Pentecostals not just you know the extra charismatic people they were all filled hallelujah we need to pray like this for one another you know when i pray these prayers i pray specifically for our church and then i include all the other ones because we love everybody else but i want to make sure that our church is really fulfilling the plans and purposes that god has for us there's so much more that we could say about this and you know, Judy mentioned there's a book out there. If, if you want it, please take it with you. I believe it will help you and revolutionize your prayer life. It really doesn't matter. If, if you can't afford it, take one anyway. It just, you know, I want to get it out there because I know there's prayer for leaders in there. Our leaders need prayer. Paul asked for prayer in almost every single one of his epistles. I mean at least nine times he asked the people to pray for him. At least nine times. And, you know, we need to pray for our leaders. It's so easy to think about what they could be doing better. So easy to think about this. You know what? That's not our place. That's God's place. He can do that. But we need to pray for them in faith and believe God that he's big enough to do what needs to be done. Say amen. Okay, I'm coming to the end. So the body of Christ must be strong if we're going to reach the world. Pray for one another. The body of Christ desperately needs revelation. The number one prayer request when it comes to the the body of Christ, pray for revelation knowledge. The Ephesians 1 prayer, Ephesians 3 prayer, and Colossians 1 prayer. You know those? Anybody know? I know here at Foothill Family, you guys know all those scriptures. Amen. Pray those prayers for this church, for yourself, for your family, for your leaders, for this church, for the body of Christ. Amen. I always include the Catholics. I always include the Lutherans. I, I include everybody. Praise God, but I especially, especially pray for our church. Amen. My people are perishing for a lack of knowledge is what God said. They need revelation. Number number three, we pray, when we pray for one another, our love for one another will grow. I am evidence of that. I used to be like a pretty critical guy because I know so much, or at least I thought I know so much. I wanted to straighten out everybody else's theology and tell them where they were wrong. Now, I know there's nobody like that here, but you know, Paul said, knowledge puffeth up, but love edifies, love builds up, amen? And so I found out when I started praying for them that, you know, my love for them grew praying for the Catholics. And and instead of thinking about all the things where we differ, I started thinking about all the things that we have, you know, in unison and all the things that we could do together if we could just love one another, help one another, pray for one another, and defend one another, amen? And then the, the, the last point on this is, number four, is that you will reap what you sow. And that, that's about prayer, too. Now, I know maybe somebody was here, well, yeah, I could pray for them, but I need prayer, too. Well, if you sow prayer for someone else, I guarantee you, God is going to send a harvest of prayers to pray for you. Amen? He will do that. He promised that he would. Amen. Last scripture, and then we're done. James 5, 16. Or we're almost done. <laughs> James five sixteen, and I know I'm going longer, but you see, it's been 23 years, so it's been a long time. I'm trying to keep it as short as I can. James 5, 16. <laughs> Thank you, sister. I'm trying to. <laughs> Confess your trespasses to one another. Okay, let's do that right now. Look at your neighbor. No, I'm just kidding. See, you got nervous for a minute, didn't you? What's he going to do? <laughs> You know, we don't have to confess our trespasses to one another unless we've hurt one another. Then then it's time to go to them and get it straight. Amen? Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Well, what maybe we could confess, I don't know if there's anybody here today, but I know that I had to confess, Lord, forgive me for not praying for the body of Christ as much as I should. Forgive me for not praying for them in 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 the level of priority that you've mentioned in your word. And he's good to do that, amen? He's good to forgive. And uh, pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's talking about your prayers. Your prayers are so powerful. They're changing the world. They're changing lives. They're strengthening your brothers and sisters. They're strengthening missionaries like Judy and me. They're strengthening people all over the world. Sometimes you don't even know who you're praying for, but God is working all over through our prayers. Amen. So I would like that we do that right now, if that's okay. I'd like that we just pray for one another. Can we do that? And I don't know, you know, we're, we're kind of spread out here, and I don't know how you're doing after the, <laughs> the COVID times, if you like to get near somebody or not. You, huh? We're, we're all fine with that. You know, I, I see some people, they still walk about two meters away from me, and that sort of thing. But maybe it's because of the way I look. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I'd like you just to come a little bit closer together, if possible and we're going to pray for one another. We're going to pray for Foothill Family Church. We're going to pray for Pastor Mike. We're going to pray for Pastor Beth. We're going to pray for uh, Pastor Chip. We're going to pray for this church, and we're going to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, listen, if you need healing, the Bible says pray for one another that you may be healed. If you need healing, raise your hand right now where you're sitting, okay? And, okay, let's all stretch our hands out towards I see one here and one here and one here. Let's stretch Go ahead, let's reach our hands. I see back here also some. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we obey your word. You told us to pray for one another that we may be healed. We trust you right now. Let your mighty healing anointing, your mighty healing power flow into these people. Bring healing right now and a cure right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Holy Spirit, you are there. Touch them, fill them, saturate them. Every molecule of their body in the name of Jesus Christ, saturated, overflowing with the healing power of Jesus Christ, amen, amen, amen. Now let's stand up, let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's pray for one another. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Let's come a little bit closer here, everybody. Let's come a little closer. Let's come a little closer. If you're far away, come a little bit closer. Come on. Come on. Yeah. You don't have to if you don't want to. I have nothing contagious except for the fire of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, listen, I know if there's someone here for the first time and you you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I know you. if you've grown up here, you've heard his name many times. To receive Jesus, to be born again, is not a, not a matter of joining the church. It's a matter of opening your heart to Jesus and saying, Jesus, come in my life. Amen. Amen. That's all you have to do is say, Jesus, come in my life. Come in my heart. Be my Savior. And he'll hear your prayer. Amen. He'll hear your prayer right where you are. Amen. So let's go ahead and now pray. Father, we thank you right now for Foothill Family Church. We come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you that heaven is open wide. Thank you that our prayers are heard before your throne because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We come to you right now and we pray, Father God, hallelujah, that you give us all unity in our thoughts. Amen. We give you praise for the unity of this body. We pray, Father, and thank you for like-mindedness, that you give each and every one of us a like-mindedness, that we're loving one another as Christ has loved us, that we're helping one another in all the ways that you've called us to do in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you right now, you are the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grant us right now the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of yourself. For this whole church, every member of this church, every person watching online, every person who feels a part of this church, in the name of Jesus, we believe you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of yourself, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints is, and what is the great, exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ Christ. Hallelujah. When you raised him from the dead, father, I pray that you would grant us to be strengthened with might by your spirit in the inward man, that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith, that we would be rooted and grounded in love and comprehend with all the saints. What is the height and depth and length and breadth? And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Father God, I pray that you fill each and every one of us right now with the knowledge of your will. Hallelujah. With the knowledge of your will. That we might walk in a way that is pleasing to you. That we might be fruitful in every good work. That we would increase and be in the knowledge of God and be strengthened with all might by your spirit, Father God, that we would walk in love and and that, that people would see and experience your love through our lives. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every one of us that we would be fully established in all of your will, fully established in all of your will. Lord, I pray for us right now. See the threats out there, the threats of the media, the threats of Hollywood, the threats of politicians the threats of academia. Lord, you see their threats. Grant us, each and every one of us right now, grant us boldness to speak your word by you stretching out your hand to heal that signs and wonders be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. We believe you for an outpouring of your spirit, for the reign of your spirit. Hallelujah. We believe you right now for signs and wonders and healings, confirming your word wherever we go in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We praise you. We thank you. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Power, strength, glory. Power, strength, and glory. Power, strength, and glory. Power, strength, and glory in the name of Jesus. More and more and more. Power, strength, and glory in the name, in the name, in the name. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Turn around, turn around, turn around in the name of Jesus. We're speaking breakthrough and turn around in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough, turn around in the name of Jesus. The most fruitful days this church has ever experienced are before us. more than more than more than more than ever before in the name of jesus we speak the most fruitful days in the name of jesus harvest on every seed we're calling harvest in on every seed sown. we believe you father god for open doors we believe you father god for open hearts we believe you our entire household will be saved our whole families Hallelujah, moms and dads, grandpas, grandmas. We thank you, the aunts and uncles, the cousins and nephews. We thank you, children and grandchildren. They're getting saved. Great-grandchildren, we speak strength. We speak healing. We speak salvation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Reshka Light going out from this place. Light going out from this place. The light of the living word. The light of the living word going out of this place in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah oh hallelujah (laughs) now let's pray for pastor mike i've got a word from the lord and that is supernatural acceleration there's going to be supernatural acceleration supernatural acceleration in your finances supernatural acceleration in healings supernatural acceleration in the salvation of family members in the in the salvation of uh workmates and schoolmates in the name of jesus Father, we speak supernatural acceleration right now over this church, over this work. We pray for Pastor Mike, Lord. We thank you. He is a man of the word. He is firmly grounded and firmly uh, set upon the rock of your living word, Father God. He's dug deep. He's built his house on that rock, that unshakable foundation. This storm will not move him. This storm will not stop him. We thank you right now, Father, for your healing power working in his body, working in every vein, working in every artery, working in his nerves, working in his circulatory system, working in his bones, working in every muscle, working in every part of his body, working in his brain. We thank you Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing and health and strength. We agree with his prayers. We agree with Beth's prayers. We thank you right now, Father God, that it's going to be a supernatural, speedy recovery for your glory. Supernatural, speedy recovery in the name of Jesus. That his voice will be louder than before. That his voice is going to reach out further than ever before. That the words that you've given him, Father God, are going to bring light all through this area, all through this nation, in the name of Jesus Christ. All through this nation. The words that you've given him, bringing light all through this nation, in the name of Jesus. And uh, beyond the borders, beyond the borders, beyond the borders, in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Father, for strength and comfort and peace. Lord, even though in the hospital there's always so much going on, we ask that you give him good rest, deep rest, rest in his soul, rest in his body in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise, and we give you thanks for it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, Foothill family, we love you guys. We love you guys. You are awesome. Thank you so much for having us today. Blessings to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, I believe that this was scheduled how many months ago? Long. And so God orchestrated you guys to be here for now. Amen. That's exactly what we needed today. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, let's just go from here and take this presence of God with us. Have a blessed day and a wonderful week. Those of you, will see you Wednesday night for small groups here at the church at 7. And we'll see you next Sunday. God bless you. We love you. We're dismissed.